All righty there. Well, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, the world's still terrible, but I'm in a way better mood than last week. Um, it's game day. Uh, I'll be going to see the Sabers here in Brooklyn in about a few hours. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's always funny. It's it's kind of like I was saying with my kind of uh, when when just the Bills were playing. It's like silly to to do episodes and. It's silly to have like the hook of this be like episode or uh, I mean um, game preview or um, even game recap to some extent because it's like if I'm going to do it weekly, I guess you could do that for football, but um, it's going to have to be it's going to be like just an overall recap of stuff, uh, but m- still going to always be a little has to be a little more big picture. So um, and you know it won't be too long before uh, this game tonight will be played and then that will be done and but I don't know I'm not there yet this so. Uh, um, hasn't happened yet, so, uh, just looking forward to getting down there, and I haven't been to a, I haven't been to see the Sabres here at Barclay Center in, uh, like, 18 months, they were here, because I learned, uh, I realized that, um, in, when you're, the way the current NHL schedule is, like, you play teams in your conference, but not your division, um, you pay, play them, it's three times a year, and it just alternates, um, who hosts the home games, who, somebody will host two home games, and, uh, the other one, um, meaning, uh, like, so, so two years ago, the Sabres played the Islanders twice, and I went both times, and last year, they only played once, and I actually couldn't go to that game, so I didn't see the Sabres here at all last year, and, uh, going tonight, and then they're back in, like, kind of, it's kind of frustrating, because they're here right after Christmas, um, so I might even have to come back home early from Buffalo, uh, come back here from Buffalo early. Um, they're both home. But, uh, and then, of course, the Winter Classic, which I'm still trying to decide if I can go to or, or not. But um, anyway, yeah, the last time they were here, it was like a, it was an overtime win. I had great seats, and Mark Pesek scored on a pass from Brian Gianta, and it was the last game of the season that they won. And uh, that was pretty fun. So uh, even though it was totally meaningless, because um, that was the... You know, that was, that was Eichel's rookie year. So, anyway, I guess, I, I always lose track. I think this is episode 22. Um, and, uh, I haven't been in a podcast mindset because I'm just, I'm happy to be, well, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a funny feeling to be finished with other work. And I, uh, my other podcast, um, uh, finished up a week ago Friday. And that was a lot of, that was a lot of work and very proud of it. And, uh. And uh, just glad to be moving on forward with stuff. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, this is this will be episode twenty-two. Well, um, so, so, yeah, we, we got, uh, I got our first, we got our first Sabres action this year. Let me just make sure that I'm recording. Oh, I am indeed recording. Um, yeah, I got this first game of the season. Um, I told my friend Steve, who's, he's sort of a, a, a tacit Habs fan, because his dad is a, a big Canadians fan. Steve's sort of more of a Canucks fan. Um, sometimes Steve listens to these, I think, uh. And I'll get him on here someday. He lives in, out on the West Coast. But um, 
I told I was we were talking uh, this week, kind of just getting a little bit excited for hockey season, and uh, I, I I knew I just said you know I I predict the Sabers are gonna I mean I just knew it was gonna be a shootout loss because uh, I feel like because the the Canadians look kind of like they look a lot like the Hashik era Sabers, um, maybe a little bit more skill, but um, it's really like I I not. I'm not sold on that team because it's it's and it's tough to even evaluate a team when your goalie is that much better than a well a every other goalie in the league, but just he's just so he's so clearly the best and all but let alone you know on his team he's so by far he's so much the best player, um and because he's the goalie, even in today's NHL like it's, it's, it's I'm sure it's I I hate I think the, I hate the management of the Canadians and I think they're a horribly run team, but to, it is it is difficult I think. To be uh, to judge how good your team is because your goalie's so good, um, and that was always a difficult thing with the Sabers. It's also also complicated because when Regis was the owner, it wasn't much. You know, there was like no money, and then he went bankrupt, and Galasano, blah blah blah. Well, he no, and Galasano was never there when, when Hashik was, but um, you know, I mean, it was uh, yeah, the classic Sabers would just like would win a game one nothing or two one or three one or something with an empty net or maybe, but um, oh, there are good players in that team, but it, certainly he was. Um, yeah, yeah, I always remember, uh, that, the year the Sabres went to the Cup and lost to Dallas, um, someone was saying, I think it was Jim Kelly, not the quarterback, but the former sports writer from Buffalo with an extra E in his name, um, former in both ways, um, he was a good writer, uh, or I always liked him, um, even though, wasn't he the one that Ted Nolan, like, or somebody, or Hashik might have attacked, I don't know. Uh, or something, uh, anyway. Um, but I remember he w- he was saying because I think he and Mike Robitaille used to host a show. Were they? Were, I think they had the Sharpshooters radio show um, on back on WNS one oh seven seven WNSA uh, back in the day. And um, Kelly had said something like, "Wouldn't you know how, how he, he opined that the Sabers would have won the cup if they had picked up Pavel Bure that year because uh, or Bure? I'll just say Bure sounds more." Sounds more natural. Now that I've heard myself say Bure, uh, I don't like that. I'm going to say Bure. Um, but that was the year he was traded from Vancouver, and I think if in the and Florida picked him up. I think he had, I don't remember if he had been hurt or if he'd been holding out, but they, they Florida picked him up and got and made a bunch of moves. What am I saying? They, he, he scored like a bunch of goals in a couple games, and I, I forget how many seasons he was there, but... Um, you know, the point being, if the Sabres had had one game-breaker at forward, I mean, you know, that team was with Pekka and Sanderson and Stu and Miro Chetan. Um, he, was the, he was the best pure goal scorer in the team. But, you know, a Bure, a Bure level talent, because um, I remember Kelly saying that would have been, you know, if we had had a Brett Hall, as much as I don't like, as much as I hate Brett Hall, um, you know, he is a great player. And he was the, he was the real, he was the goal scorer. And he didn't literally... Um, but anyway, uh, the Sabres had other reasons for being that sort of, having that sort of team makeup, but, uh, I feel like the Canadians this year are, are very similar. Um, uh, maybe the potential for more skill up front or just in, 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 in the, sc- in the skating side, but, uh, but Carey Price is just so good. And, um, I feel like he definitely got in the Sabres heads cause they missed the net a lot. Um, and I think, and then someone even said this yesterday, I heard someone say this, that like, maybe they were so desperate to try and pick a corner or something or just, like, have the perfect shot to beat him that, you know, they were aiming for... They were trying to shoot around him or... But who knows? Um, I think... But I definitely... I feel like I noticed a lot of missed shots. 
Um, and maybe he, maybe the, because there literally wasn't anything to shoot at because he's just whatever. But um, he, he, he won that game. Um, and it was, I'd say overall, maybe the Sabres played a little bit better. The second period, they looked great. Um, great passing. Um, really, really noticeable forecheck. And I, it's, it's so early. I mean, we have, I have, we have to watch more games of the Sabres this year. And I almost, have, I honestly have just forgotten um, a lot of like what really good hockey is like. It's been so long since the Sabres have been on the cutting edge of like what, no pun intended, of like what the league is about. You know, I mean, it was, I remember when that lo- the first lockout in recent memory that came out of that in 2005, and the Sabres very quickly it was clear that they were just perfectly set up to play in that league. Um, there are a lot more penalties, and they had a, just a fast, smaller team. Um, not that size necessarily matters, but um, it, it it had moved away from the lumbering goon of like the Darian Hatcher type of the early 2000s. Um, to the you know the Danny Breer kind or Max Finneganoff player that was who succeeded and the Sabers did that had that for two years and then you know and then the league chain be- developed and and but other teams did what the Sabers did and um, or you know so they were they were at least for the one year even though they didn't even win the cup that first year um, or at, well at all uh, in those two years out of lockout they were the best by far the best team the second year in the Presidents Trophy but didn't win either but. Um, I remember hearing like the you know Boston GMs you know a couple teams that are that were good later in the the, the the decade and since then I remember even the time saying you know this is the way we need to build our team and you know of the, saying that about the Sabers. Um, and it, so I, the point being I and I'm I don't know that I I don't know that the Sabers are going to do that now but I think you know Nashville last year and uh, even though they didn't win the cup I think they really showed an interesting way to play. Which is uh, and and you know, even though I I really I, I'm pretty over Pittsburgh um, at this point, obviously, uh, you know they're still a great team, um, and uh, you know but well they're different. I, the way that yeah, but see they're they're it's it's I don't I can't even necessarily explain how Pittsburgh plays except that they can slot in young players and just not have a drop off. Whereas like Nashville had the fun you know defense being getting into play and. Um, you know, just having everybody involved um, is, you know, is the, I think the buzzword of the season is going to be five-man attack or something. And the Sabres, you know, I, 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 whether that's directly a Housley thing or, 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 I mean, certainly part of it, um, but it seems the way he's going to, he wants them to, to play is much more like that. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just, it's compared to, I don't even, I can't even explain what Dan Bilesma's style was, uh, which, it, yeah, and I would say the same of, of uh, Ted Nolan too. Um, well, his feel, his style was feelings, uh, um, and I say that somewhat respectfully, actually, because I think it I, I kind of get that from him. But uh, Bilesma, I have no idea what he actually wanted, um, or what he thought was would have been a g- made a good team. But um, you know, Housley is al- it's already clear the Sabers I think have some sort of identity of um, well of the herd. They put the giant buffalo head <laughs> in the locker room. Um, which obviously, and it was funny though in his comment, he was like, well, the Buffalo are fast and stick together. I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure that's, that word means what you think it means, Phil. Um, and last time I checked, Buffalo are not very fast creatures. Um, the sa- I mean, if anything, you're thinking of a saber, which probably is, should be the other thing that's in the dressing room, although be careful. 
Um, that would be a logo you actually don't want to walk on. But uh, um, the Sa- I, so that's what I always thought that the Sabres should be, you know, built about around the concept of the Sabre, which is a fast, um, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a one-handed, fast-moving weapon. It's not a, if they were the, called the, uh, the Cleaver, the Buffalo Cleavers or, um, you know, Adzes, then it'd be different. Then you would want, they would be, be like a big lumbering herd that sticks together. But um, nevertheless, I, I think I, I, I like that. The point I think Housley's making is social rather than uh, artistic. Um, anyway, uh, or that's the symbolism there primarily. But uh, so we'll see how they, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that they, their style is going to be cutting edge of the league, but it's been so long since the Sab- it's felt like the Sabres are playing in the same league and uh, at the same time as other teams, meaning um, I don't know what era Bilesma really kind of belonged in. Ted Nolan, you know, it's more of like youth hockey, just try hard, um, or junior, you know, but, uh, um, but yeah, so, so like the fact that they actually com- were le- seemed legitimately competitive at certain points as opposed to like just magically getting a goal and um, being dominated possession-wise, uh, like like it's basically been for you know what four years now. Um, yeah, geez, that's it's been a long time. Um, and uh, so, but and, and and so I mean, to, and there were periods of the game where that seemed to be happening too, where like they just they still don't have. Well, they're not playing with with a full unit that with you know mul- multiple lines that can that can really control the puck well. And O'Reilly was really bad, um, but Reinhardt's line looked very really good. Um, I really liked what Seth Griff- Griffith did. Um, nice assist on the goal, and also just just like a good scrappy player. He kind of it's it's not uh, not unlike what Rodriguez has looked like to me when he's when he's been in. Um, just a good kind of scrappy young little player. Um, Actually, Griffith is like my—I don't even think he's that young. He's twenty-eight or something, um, whereas Rodriguez is a little is, is younger. But um, but those are the those are like those to me are like the Pittsburgh players, like Gensel or some of these guys that like you've just never heard of, and they're not even considered top prospects necessarily, but then come in and just develop really well at the professional level. And um, now it doesn't necessarily mean Griffith is going to become any great thing, but. Uh, I liked what I saw of him out of him on Thursday, um, and yeah, Eichel was okay. No, I mean he had a couple great plays. Um, you know whether he's—I'll be interested to see how he actually matches up against, you know, when he goes and plays at some like up, like top centers in the league. Um, can he go against stupid Crosby, or can he go? I mean, even you know, not that he's going to have to go out west much, but how is he going to handle you know against other well, Siamkos, even back east and. Um, no, or, or well, Bergeron. He's gonna have to play against. Uh, I'll be interested to see how he handles that this year. And and Ken O'Reilly actually, is he can he get better? He was just so bad on on Thursday. Um, but uh, yeah, and I mostly I just liked what I saw of the defense. I thought Bolio was a very good skater. He actually, it's I think he's from Stra- I think Strathroy, Canada. I'm f- almost certain that's the same town that Brian Campbell is from. Now I'm not saying he's gonna be Brian Campbell 2.0, but he. His skating ability is pretty impressive. Now, if he can put it together, I don't know that he'll ever be quite—I don't think he's going to be Campbell, of course, but just having a, a puck mover like that is really changes the way the team plays. I mean, I just think of last year with, like, you know, Cody Franzen couldn't do that. I mean, I think Franzen can be a, could be a decent player, 
or isn't a decent player. But you got to be very careful, like, the team that you're putting him on because he can't skate, um, and neither, you know, I mean, who was even on there? I don't, you know, Kulikov was awful. He was hurt, though. Um, who else was, I don't even remember who else was on the defense last year. Well, Georges is still on the team, but thankfully he's been out. I mean, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be playing anymore. Um, maybe he's an okay seventh defenseman, but he's terrible. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, just, and, I, and Antip- Antipin, you know, he, he had a couple misses, um, but he played well. Uh, but he, his shot, you know, he, he, it was sort of like, he doesn't look like Jitnik out there, but he reminded me of him with, the, with the couple, a couple one-timers in the power play that, did, that missed the net completely. But, um, you know, it was one game. It was his first pro game in North America, and, you know, he's clearly a great skater. Um, and just, you know, I, 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 I just, I liked, overall, I liked him. He didn't have, you know, I, other than that, you know, as they always say, I didn't notice him, um, which is probably also, like, not necessarily, I mean, that's one of those things that people say, um, probably it's not, it's not really as true as we actually, uh, now that I think more about it, it's probably not as true as I'd like to assume, because, um, you know, as it implies that, like, uh, it, it implies a level of quality that is, may not necessarily be there, but just, you know, like, what, what is noticeable? Is it, more consistently bad play that might be what you'd expect and therefore i wouldn't notice it anyway um so i i haven't looked at like backup numbers but yeah i saw like sam's line had you know 80 percent 83 percent corsi that's unheard of for the sabers um and risto actually i think had a better game than usual even though he had a couple bad giveaways but um you know at the very least i mean if nothing else i think it'll be it'll be good for like risto Linen and o'reilly um, provided they play well, um, I don't think they're going to get quite the minute demands placed on them as previous, as, as used to, ha- as happened before. Um, maybe that's more a thing with O'Reilly, because Risto, I don't, it didn't seem like he wore down, no, I guess he did. Um, even just maybe it's the mental thing, but I think that hopefully they can, they can, they'll still lead, I'm sure, sure they'll still be up at the top of minutes, but, um, you don't really want Ryan O'Reilly leading the league in ice time. He's just not that player. He's a very good, he can be very good, but he's not, he shouldn't be up there. Um, I mean, if anything, Ike, well, I mean, someday you would hope Eichel will be the team leader in ice, or well, if not Risto, but, um, so anyway, um, but yeah, so getting back to my original point, I, uh, I knew that I predicted a shootout loss and it happened. Um, I liked most of the game. Um, I mean, I mean, I like, I enjoyed, I, in, in, by Friday morning, I, I felt like I enjoyed, it was very fun to watch this, I mean, it was always fun to have se- hockey season back, and that alone was, was great. Um, most of the game was very enjoyable, I would say, just because it was clear, even in moments that they, you know, weren't doing so well, it was, it was, the team is clearly just different than before, um, and that alone has value, because, um, you know, it's just that we've seen so many times we've seen the, either the Bills or the Sabres have basically the same team shows up from one year to another. Um, you know, and, and if not the same, you know, coaching staff or management. And obviously that wasn't the case, but they've also turned over the roster really well. I think they said there were 10 new players. Um, and maybe that's part of what I'm talking about. It's just uh, all that. There's just the every, basically every line that came out over the boards offense or defense had almost had bas- had at least one new player from last year which um that that that's that was just fun to try and get to know um what these guys are like and you know I really liked Scandella uh 
I think I, I texted my dad, Scandella reminded me kind of like a, a slightly better skating version of Jay McKee. Um, and maybe, maybe not quite as physical, although I don't know that because I didn't see enough yet. But he, um, and I guess I only mean that like, because McKee didn't really move as much. I mean, he was, he was a great defenseman. Um, but the, the shot blocking and some pretty good physical play um, and then occasional goals from Jay McKee. But uh, Scandella seems pretty similar, just a very good stay-at-home guy. But, well, but he, I think he can move a bit too, so uh, we'll see. Um, but I, I liked I liked what I saw. I mean, just made some nice, so showed just some nice patience and some good passes out of the zone. And, um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, I liked the three new defensemen, really. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, um, but I just, but I just, but you know, and then, and then, but the, it's like as soon as they gave up that, that bad shorthanded goal, um, I just knew it was going to be a shootout loss because, yeah, there's just something about Price. It seemed like the, sh I think I don't even know if they, maybe one person hit the net or made had forced Price to make a save, but at least two shooters missed completely. I think, and then technically, and then of course Leonard didn't even make a save, um, with a post and. A, now, that was a great move by Drouin, but it's also just, like, Leonard is just, I mean, what is he even doing? He's just, he gets embarrassed every time he goes out there for a shootout. And he even said in the postgame, he's like, first game of the season, he's like, yeah, well, it's tough to go out there, and uh, it's in my head, and stuff. Like, you are the weakest person. Like, get, like, what have you done all off season? You know you're terrible at shootouts. Like, do something about it. I mean, literally, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if even if he just did a split and just put his arms up in the air, he'd be like, it's like when Milhouse was tied to the goalpost in The Simpsons. Um, that would be more effective than Robin Leonard <laughs> is currently. Um, so, but, you know, I, 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 although I will say, I actually, for, for something about Leonard's body language in the first, like, two periods looked different to me, too. And I actually was thinking to myself, like, he looks, he looks better, um, and then came the bad goal, and then he sort of fell apart. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I just that was like, and I've, I, I see my my dad and I have had some talks about Leonard. He's he ran out of patience a long time ago, and I, and I used to be like, I wouldn't call myself a Leonard apologist, but I for a while I was like, the team in front of him is so bad. Who even? I mean, I can't. Again, it was the it was the it was the the opposite of what I just said of like the price or Hashik thing of. If one player is so great, it's difficult. It becomes difficult to judge the team. Um, it was the opposite. It was like the team is so bad. How can I? I can't really judge the goalie. Um, doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. That, that at least as a, from my pers perspective as a fan slash amateur podcaster. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but maybe this year. Yeah. There's just something where I'm like I don't. I'm not going to accept losing. There was a great moment in the um, for me just. When I was uh, to switch gears briefly, when I was watching the Bills game last week against Atlanta, um, I'm still not. I you know, I, 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 it's funny because I know I the last time I really talked about the Bills was when I dismissed them um, after they lost. They had lost to Carolina, um, and I and then they beat the Broncos, and I, I was like, oh great, cool, good for them. Um, but you know, and even if they had lost to Atlanta, ultimately it would have been okay. But I got to a point in like the third quarter. Where I was like, well, Julio Jones is hurt. Sanu is Muhammad Sanu is out. I'm like, they they have to win this game, because they're never going to get a better chance to eat, beat Atlanta. And I mean, that this is the this is the script you would write um, for how it could happen, or a script. And uh, they got to do it. And I'm going to be just I'm going to be upset if they don't. And that's that's like a key difference um, I think for me in terms of 
my sports watching is like how apathetic or non-apathetic I am. And it's a great feeling when you suddenly care and actually whether they win and, and kind of realize and uh, I'm like, you know, if this, if this doesn't, if they don't win this game, I'm going to be upset. And uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't mean that I would have like given up hope on the Bills because even if they had lost the Atlanta game, I, you know, I, they, they showed enough that I think, you know, even if that last play they hadn't, they hadn't gotten the stop, I would have been like, I would have been like upset, but I would have been felt good for how they played, and and also that's kind of how that's kind of what happened with the Sabers game. I, um, I'm a, I was upset that they lost, but I'm also like, I saw enough good there that I feel I feel good about it. And of course, it's the first game of the season, but um, it's night. I mean, I, dare I say that I, I I'm invested in both the Bills and Sabers in October, and uh, <laughs> that's I don't even remember when that I don't know if that's ever happened in my lifetime. Um, to be, to, ha to have, like, I mean, of course, ho October hockey, you know, what is that actually going to amount to? I mean, not much, necessarily, but, uh, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it feels pretty good. Um, and, you know, and the Bills, uh, as far as the Bills are concerned, um, you know, looking forward to watching tomorrow. Uh, it has all the trappings of a, uh, well, the makings, sorry, of a trap it's sort of a tra trap game of like they might totally overlook the previous bills you know like the Doug Marone or the or the um Mike Malarkey maybe bills so, well certainly the Mike Malarkey bills or even the uh um oh, oh what's the other guy's name uh not Dick Joran who's the other one um who was the coach before well whatever um, oh yeah, no, it's the usual issue. Yeah, the Malarkey Bills or the, uh, the Marone Bills, um, would have blown, would blow, would lose to Cincinnati, um, because they would just be like, they would just get a full of themselves and, and then get blown out or just lose. And they may, and they may lose tomorrow. I don't know. But, um, but we'll just, it's, you know, if, if that happens, you know, I'll burn that bridge when I get there, but we'll see, it's more important of how they do it to me. Um, cause thus far with this team, you know, it's, uh, it's been both the how it's been not just the, the, the what, but also the how it's been impressive, um, on and off the field. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And then of course they got to buy, so they have a great chance to win the game and just like, I mean, who would have predicted if, if they can do it to be four, if they could be four and one at the bye week, that would be amazing. Um, they're at their bye week. So with, and, but the fact tomorrow being a conference game, that's really critical. But because um, they're up on New England, got to keep that lead. Um, so we'll see. But uh, um, yeah, so uh, yeah, um, I had like a f I had a baseball thing I wanted to say, but um, oh, I well I do have one other. Uh, I'm gonna uh, yeah, I have one other thing about football I want to mention that I uh, I would love to see. Uh, I have a rule change that I think would greatly improve the NFL. Um, not that it necessarily needs it, but I just think one thing could really blow the top off the game, um, which is just that I, I think that you should be able to throw the ball through the goalposts to get one point. And then you would have to kick off like any other point, like any other scoring play. But, um, and it, it, it's, I know it seems tiny and it's, it's, it's relatively insubstantial seemingly, but, um, just think of how much how interesting it would add to the strategy, though, if you had a viable one-point option on any play. Um, 
you know, because it would change, it would alter the potential, um, you know, like two-minute or four-minute offenses. Because um, depending on if you're frequently in football, you might find yourself down by four points. Um, if someone has scored a touchdown and then you were able to get a field goal earlier, now you're down by four. So let's just say you're driving late in the game and you get to the 50-yard line, you might just you might just have Aaron Rodgers launch like a 60-yarder. Um, I say 60 because it would be obviously field goal. Um, and just to try and get one point, and then you have to onside kick and go for the field goal. Um, now, but, you know, but the thing is, no one would do this, and really, unless, except at, like, the ends of... People would really only use this, like, late in in games or at the ends of halves or, you know, or ha- first half of the game. Um and that would just be interesting. I think you would also, the caveat would have to be a game couldn't be decided by this play because it's just too ridiculous. Um, or, or, I mean, or maybe it should be. I don't know. But the, but at the very least, um, you should, you could be able, you could, you should be able to tie a game with a one, with like a one point throw field goal. Um, because it would essentially, it would add the most exciting thing in, you know, at least basketball to, to football and maybe and maybe if a game could be decided by it it would basically also add the most ex- exciting dynamic uh kind of dramatic moments of of all sports uh baseball like a walk-off home run or hockey like an overtime goal um but essentially it would be the, as i initially said from basketball it would be like a buzzer beater um because you could just it'd be so exciting because you would just be have you'd be able to have to watch a ball f- thrown as far as the quarterback can launch it um, and try to make a field goal. So, you, you know, and if you had a guy who could throw it like 80 yards, I think it'd be very exciting. Because um, it'd be very, it'd be, it'd be pretty hard to do um, from distance. But, um, but you know, but then the strategy of just any, at any point, your offense could score one, three, or, or go for, you know, well, up to eight. But um, I just think it'd be, it, you know, it's not like, it's not like I've identified this because, games have been like lost and it would make them better i just think it would only add to the drama uh and because it's such a minimal gain you get some such minimal gains from it relatively speaking um there's no reason it shouldn't be added because you know it's just like no one would really do it unless you ha- you needed to use that one point to strategically get back in the game but uh or i mean it would be pretty cool just to like have a, if you i mean you know what games should be decided by the one point field goal pass because um because why not then you could like you'd have to sack the quarterback um to stop him from winning the game it'd be amazing um i mean imagine could imagine the drama of like a super bowl with yeah with like tom brady (laughs) sitting back and not that he has the arm really but throwing like you know throwing the length of the field to have the ball hit the post and like you have to see whether it's going to bounce in or out it'd be amazing um so that's my modest football proposal um hashtag one point field goal <laughs> but uh anyway um yeah so that that that's that's it for football um um yeah you know i guess it was a better week in the world um i think i've and i thought a lot about what i was saying last week um because i'm i don't you can't i can't separate the figure from the athlete um, that I see, you know, they're the sort of the public version from the, you know, on field or on ice version of the person. But, um, but I don't know. I mean, there are, there are, yeah, I don't know. Um, there are things, there are things that, 
I guess could make me never want to watch someone again. Um, but uh, but I I don't know. Um, you know, like I'm glad that Dannon fired Cam Newton this week, as they should have. Um, I'll I dropped him from my I had just picked him up on my fantasy team like that morning. And then he did that, and then I said, you know what? I don't want to. I'm not going to have this guy on my fantasy team because I don't. I'm just not going to root for him. Um, similarly, I would never draft a number of players in the NFL, in, my, in fantasy football. Like it just it doesn't matter um, how good like you know Ezekiel Elliott is or how adorable he was when he jumped in the little like um, when he jumped in that little thing. Like I can appreciate that with him sort of div- like at least for that moment. As a as an athlete, I'm watching doing a thing. That's all. That's fine. You know, it, I I can, I can watch him run and be and, and he's an amazing running back and I like Dak Prescott a lot. Um, but I don't I don't really want to root for him. Um, and l- at least luckily thus far, I don't have to choose between my team and myself. Um, but um, but I'm certainly not, but I but you know I mean in terms of you know Sabers or Bills. Um. No, there's well, there. I mean, there certainly have been plenty, plenty of guys that are, that are, there are plenty of bills that are horrible. But I don't. I mean, I don't root for them. Um, I don't like Richie on incognito. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not overly thrilled at. Not that, not that Lashawn McCoy has done well. He, yeah, I'm not overly thrilled with him. But I never. I mean, I, you know, I never loved him really anyway. But he's a great running back. Um, and, uh, so, like, uh, you know, I don't, what am I saying here? Um, I guess, I guess I, I think that, like, I don't, uh, there's, uh, ultimately, I mean, there's, there's little, there's little control I have over, over what things do, or what, what things are done. Um, I just, I just, I guess I just have, I try to, like, take it as I can, and, like, there, it, when, in whatever ways I can express displeasure or disagreement with something that a per like a person says or does i will do that um but uh so like you know and i already i already dislike the penguins that's even more solidified and very very disappointed in 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 certainly in crosby um just disappointed in eichel um i actually thought of a very cynical thing this week that i i, I, I don't know um about like the yeah the like like I, I I well I just I don't even want to say it because I just it's not work it's not productive, um, but um, I, yeah I I don't know um, I guess I I guess I feel like I can I can I can let I can still well I I mean I I can't I can't not w- watch the Sabers well I shouldn't say that because that that would be nothing is is definite but I would as soon tear my heart out as as give up on the Sabers. Um, I just can't fathom it, really. Um, you know, and I, I think, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to, to it's tough to like see Eichel portrayed as a great guy when, yeah, I mean, like for all as far as I knew, as far as I still know, he's he's a he's a Trump supporter, um, and I find that tremendously disappointing. But um, does that mean I have to, I can't I have to completely excommunicate him from my fandom um i don't know uh, what what good is even accomplished by being so extreme in reactions i don't know 
probably very little. Um, and that's not even really an action. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, it's tough. Still, it's 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 just I I just I guess I I'm gonna I'm gonna f I'm gonna do more to actively support um, you know things that are that are uh, that I agree with. Um, so basically, the NBA. <laughs> And and as of a few weeks ago, you know some some NFL teams and players, namely the Bills, um, but I can't, I just I can't I can't not support the Sabers and um, I just can't, um, and I think that that is something I'm going to have to just try and work on and um, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going here, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a better, it was a better week in the world, although still just, I guess it's just, where do you look for leadership these days? And I, there's, there's, to say that there's none of it in Washington is the biggest understatement. I mean, I, I just, Trump is just such a, I, I mean, I just, I can't even know how words just fail me because he's just a, to say that he's the Springfield tire fire times a thousand is an understatement. He's just, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it, what anybody likes about him or why he's, well, anyway. Um, but I think you can look for, there are, I can look for, for leadership and, and inspiration and sports figures that is there. Um, I think, well, like LeBron James is as good as we have right now. Um, he's incredible. And, uh, and a number of, a number of guys in the NBA, Curry, Durant, it's amazing that the best players are also, well, they probably can get away with it or they, they, well, no they can, they have the power to, uh, say exactly what they're thinking, so I shouldn't assume that no one else thinks the same way, because, um, I just, I don't know that, but, uh, you're not going to get it from hockey players, I don't think, um, and it's not, th it wouldn't be the first per time I've had a relationship with a thing or person, or where I realized I'm not going to get what I want on one level out of this person, but there is still something that, t to me, it's important to have some sort of relationship here, so if it's not going to be the one I want, I'll work on that. But I can't. I'm not going to throw out, you know, the sabers with the bath water, or the ice water. So, you know, it's uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I feel this week. I, I I I you know, it's it's just it's just one week. I'll have another episode. I'll do another episode next week, and you know, yeah, if there's still a world next week, but um, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I. I I don't know. I don't know what else I can do, but um, I'm just for now. I'm 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 happy to be going to the the game. Um, you know, I, there's I was seeing I was coming home on the train last night, and there are a lot of people leaving Comic Con from New York, and some are in costumes, and they all have like the, the things around their neck, the like the the credentials or passes or whatever. And um, you know, I guess I like I like plenty of things that probably would be represented there. Um, I guess, uh, although I've never been to a thing like that, and I don't really want to go. I hate dressing up in costumes. Um, well, that's sort of one of the things I always tell myself. I don't really like Halloween in that sense. I don't like it. Um, just not what I'm about. And then I came home, and I was like, "Oh, but like, what am I going to wear to the game tonight?" And I, I, I opened my drawer, and I've got a, I've got a Mike Pekka jersey signed by Rob Ray. Um, it's a goat head. Um, but unfortunately, it's an XL. It was a gift from uh, a family friend, a very one of the most generous things and someone has ever done. Certainly at the time, it was the most generous thing someone had done, and one of the most nicest, one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me. 
because um, I never I'd never owned a jersey, and I still I never had bought a jersey until I actually moved here and bought my Eichel jersey. Um, so I have my Pekka, but it's I must it must have looked so big on me when I wore it because I got to go skate with Rob Ray in like ninety you know whenever this was ninety eight ninety right yeah ninety nine or something it was right around those those years the cup years but um and Razor signed it which is cool um I don't think I'll wear it tonight because it's still so big um so I probably will wear my Eichel jersey um warts and all I guess for now um although I'm not sure about that yeah I, I might I might wear my shirt um or some other shirts I have but uh but then I thought. This is the only way that I like to play dress up, or, or this is the only thing that I like to put on that shows something about me that I want to display to the world and strangers even. Um, I want to tell people that I'm from Buffalo. I want to tell people that I'm a Sabres fan or Bills fan because that's so much who I am, um, and it always has been. And I, 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 I can't, I can't give up on them or or stop just because I disagree with. Or in the Bills' case, because I emphatically, I mean, I, I don't want to stop. I mean, I'm, it's just, it's a wonderful confluence of Bills' magic uh, right, as of right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I'm, this, is my, this is my convention tonight, is going to see the Sabres play, because it's my favorite thing. And uh, I'm very, I'm just, I'm really happy to get to go see them again. And, and I just hope they're, they're good, because they're just, they're the best. They're my favorite thing ever. Um, I just love the Sabres. So, um, yeah, um, so I'm going to go do that, and, uh, I guess, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't even know what else I can do here, um, I got, there's other stuff, but I, I, you know, this was the most pure hockey episode, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to end it, I think, because, what am I doing, timer, yeah, it's nice and long, yeah, I got 40 minutes of Sabres and Bills talking there, um, yeah, so I'm just going to, uh, I gotta, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going going to keep fighting Trump and keep supporting Bills and Sabres. So that's, that's all anyone can do. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week.